Howdy out there to all people and middle school sociopaths. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who would die for strawberry ice cream, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. I actually just had a strawberry milkshake yesterday. Oh, was it to die for? Uh, yeah, it was. And I was thinking about fucking Seth Drew the whole time. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good name, Seth Drew. It's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck me then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to name all my video game characters Seth Drew from now on. Fats oh. and Tot is out. Yeah, your your main character name was Fats and Tot. I think it was just to spite for, me when you made that For decades. One, but... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right, I can handle that. <laughs> all right, Cortland. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, my week was alright, Brandon. It went by really quickly, but that's okay. You know what? It's the weekend now. I can't complain until I have to do work. And then I'll complain mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, what happened to my weekend? You know, that's about how Why can't they goes. just, like, speed up when you are doing things you don't want to do? And yeah. then just kind of slow down. I'd be fine with that as long as I don't age in that time, you know? Yeah. I want it all. I want my cake. I want to eat it too. I want that strawberry ice cream delivered to me in a dumbbell waiter, okay? <laughs> And if it doesn't get to you, then you'll just die. Guess yeah. I'll die. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> it's been 10 minutes since my last bowl of ice cream. Oh, man. What's the That's point? That's too long. So, speaking about ice cream, um, I was at the store last week, and my son was like, I want that. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, I picked it up in the freezer, and it was mini, like the mini ice cream cones that have, like, the chocolate and the, the Wait, wait, wait. Mini as in miniature or mini mouse? Mini as in miniature. Okay. <laughs> mini mouse, no. And uh, so I got it, and then, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a little ice cream. And it was a little ice cream, okay, folks? It was little. And I was upset. And I <laughs> vowed never to buy it again. So yesterday I went to the store, and then I bought the big ones. <laughs> that was the highlight of my week. <laughs> big ice creams. Yeah, I bought the real stuff, you guys. The good shit. Which seems even bigger after eating the tiny ones. Yeah, I was like a giant. And it was great, because I <laughs> ate it while I watched this episode of Goosebumps. Oh, so it's it a double part. treat. It was the best part of this episode of Goosebumps was me eating the ice cream. <laughs> Alright, that's a great transition. Um, yeah. Well, wait, no. Let's I, talk no, about... What about your week? Did you do anything sweet? No, I didn't. God, we're so boring. I love it. So, Cortland. Yes, Brandon. We watched... Go eat worms. Yeah, we did, I guess. Um, An episode based on the book that our boy R.L. Stein calls one of his least favorite Goosebumps books. Wow, why did they even do an episode on it then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. R.L. <laughs> Stein's like, hey folks, this one's my least favorite. And Fox was like, let's do it. Let's fuck R.L. Stein. Yeah, they could have been like, let's leave this one for season 11 if we get there. No, no, it was but, one um, of the front runners, really. Yeah, headlining season two. <laughs> uh, so, Cortland, yeah. did you like this episode? Nah, well, I didn't. Did I hate it? I don't even know how I feel about it. I'm pretty sure I, I didn't really care for it because it's really fucking boring. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I got Resident Evil 3 vibes from this episode. <laughs> there's a, okay, there's you're going to have to explain this. Well, Resident Evil 3, the original on PlayStation, has a giant worm boss. Like, spoilers, is a fucking giant worm, I guess, but... <laughs> I played that game, and I don't remember that. 
It's like it's like towards the end of the game, and then you have to fight a giant worm, I guess. And um, that part of it was like, oh, sweet. Um, I, I I like the the um I like the overall moral of the story. Oh, this yeah, this is like one episode that actually has kind of a moral. Yeah, it's basically a giant PSA, <laughs> and yeah. you can see where uh, Pixar got the inspiration for a book's life. So I mean, that's great. Yeah. So this is uh, Seven Samurai. <laughs> by R.L. Stein. Um, yeah, this episode is boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really happens. Um, and how? Yeah. I mean, we're gonna get into it, but I mean, there's like the co- the conflict in this episode kind of doesn't really exist. I think we have like our most. Uh, hold on, how am I trying to say that? I'm just gonna preface this. Preface. I'm gonna, I haven't gotten much sleep. Okay, Brandon, time change yeah. happened. Yep. It's six o'clock in the fucking morning, and I'm talking right. about a podcast after Whippy having tippy. talked all week. So my apologies if things get a little bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have one of my least favorite main characters. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks a he's, lot. He's well, just no about the least likable character you can have. But. There's some fun to be had in this episode, mostly from what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So we should probably just talk about it then. All right, let's do it. All right. So the episode opens with dramatic music on the cover of a magazine titled Worm World Exploring Worms. This isn't... The picture on the front cover is so shit, too. Like, this, they didn't even try. They were like, damn, whatever, just throw it together. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, it's a really shitty, like, Microsoft Paint picture of a giant worm with fangs and a giant tongue, and it's just really terrible. Super bad. Like, Um, very, very low effort. There's there's an article headline that says, Miss Carol Price catches the largest worm and holds onto it. It's a record. Oh my god, I love it. Like, it. that's what we're dealing with. That's the magazine. And then there's this, like, oldish lady on the side who's smiling. <laughs> Who do you think that is? Is that somebody's, like, mom or something? Yeah, probably. I it's love the it. director's mom. And he's like, she's grabbing worms. Look at her. She's all in white. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's absurd right away. Yeah. It doesn't set the tone because you don't get to see it long enough, but it's it's stupid. That's, that's Yeah. It. You see it just long enough to be like, a worm magazine? What the fuck? What universe are we in? We're in our and then this, science world, baby. This crossfades into footage of a pile of worms squiggling in dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to that. <laughs> That's half the episode. <laughs> and then that crossfades into different footage of even more worms. Yeah. So, like, we're pretty worm heavy right from the top. Now we see a worm lying dissected on a table with its skin held open with pins. This is fucking gross, dude. It is gross. But I gotta say, I've never seen the inside of a worm before, was never curious enough to look. No. Well, my problem is is I don't like to kill bugs specifically, usually. Um, Especially worms. Like, I try really hard. If it rains or whatever, I try really hard not to step on worms because I feel too bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, here... I think I've mentioned it before. Snails are like oh, a plague, God, and they're oh, never mind. They just dot the sidewalks. No, they're not bad. They're just like they're just everywhere. they're everywhere. Yeah, like they're all over the sidewalks. 
and you have to it's like a minefield i don't want to step on them no especially not with the crunch Ugh. no you'd feel it and hear it Mm, i'm sure i feel feel like you're talking from experience (laughs) i've stepped on a snail before Cortland. you fucking asshole it's my greatest shame (laughs) it's all right snails don't feel pain um is that true i don't know (laughs) They, they sure. I've seen snails get salted before, and I don't think they like it very much. Yeah, they scream. <laughs> yeah, you just can't hear it. Tiny little screams. They're like, ah! <laughs> Please stop! Why are you doing this? I don't like this! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, a voiceover says, Worms are nature's perfect creatures. Do you agree with that sentence right there, Brandon? <laughs> um, no. Okay, me neither. Do you know who says that? Weirdos. Fucking sociopaths. (laughs) Psychopaths from the Alien movie series. They're always saying that the xenomorphs are perfect organisms. What do you think is the perfect creature, Brandon? Like, what's your favorite animal? Well, my favorite animal and the perfect animal are two very different questions. Well, then what's your favorite? Okay, because this kid doesn't actually think worms are perfect and whatever. My favorite? Um... Oh, you know what? I think maybe the perfect one is my favorite. Oh, look at that. I think sharks are pretty perfect. Oh, sharks are awesome. They've survived for bajillions of years. Yeah. And they grow teeth all the time. Like, what more do you need? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, you're right. Um, Do you have, like, a, a favorite shark in mind? And there's a lot <sighs> of different ones. Uh, yeah, I'm so basic. It's just a great white. Look at you. You are basic. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm tempted to, like, find some weird shark no one's ever heard of so I could be, like, a shark hipster, but, like, no. Great whites are the they tops. Are I used to really like hammerhead sharks, but great whites are pretty dope. Um, hammerhead sharks are, like, the, like, alternative shark. <laughs> I like squirrels, Brandon. I know that's really basic, too. Like, what the fuck is, is wrong it? With I think me? I think most people would not say they like squirrels. I love squirrels. They're so cute. I also really like foxes. They're really cute, too. All right. So you like bushy tails. I do. That's what I'm getting here. <laughs> I, I like it when they bush him around. We have a squirrel in my yard. We call him Stubby because he doesn't have a tail, but I still like him. Oh. If, you, if you're if you like a squirrel that doesn't have a tail, like, do you become a chipmunk? Uh, that, <laughs> it's funny you should ask, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because my uh, father-in-law, he has, like, a chipmunk invasion that's around his ho- his house. I don't know why. The only time I've ever seen chipmunks is, like, in when I'm camping or something. But he's got I don't think chipmunks. I've ever seen one that is in a cartoon. They're really cute, but they bite. <laughs> oh, well, fuck them. Yeah, they bite a, little bit, a bit. Well, I guess we should get back to this fucking episode. Uh, I guess we have to. The voiceover continues. Worms aerate the soil... They recycle waste, and... And and they gross out girls when you drop them down their backs. The first boy, whose name is Todd, says, Danny, if we want to get first place in this science fair, we've got to be scientific about this. Danny asks, Alright, what's the plan? Todd tells him that they're going to prove that worms can survive just about anything. Heat, cold, stretching, even being cut in half. They definitely can't survive most of those. (laughs) <laughs> but can they survive, Cortland, in a swamp? <laughs> I knew you were That's true science. <laughs> the answer is an unequivocal yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> Danny thinks that this all sounds like crimes against nature, but Todd assures him that it's cool because worms have no feelings. Right, that's all it takes. Just then, 
Todd's little sister Reggie comes downstairs. He tells her to get the hell out of there, but she says that he doesn't own the basement. She looks at his pile of dirt and worms and says, Well, excuse me, Dr. Wormenstein. If you guys think your stupid worm experiments are going to be our project, you can forget it. Are you team Todd or are you team Reggie? Um, I'm team Beth, but between these two, <laughs> team Reg all the way. Yeah. Mostly because I absolutely hate Todd. Yeah, Todd's the worst, for, for reals. Danny tries to insult Reggie by saying, What are you going to do? Use dolls to reenact scenes from the X-Files? But it doesn't work because that sounds amazing. Yeah, well, first of all, Goosebumps just loves X-Files. And second of all, she looks like she would do that, you know? She looks like she would reenact a scene with dolls. Yeah, why not? I wish you would do it. Can we just reenact scenes of Goosebumps with dolls? That sounds like it's expensive, though. Huh. I'm going to give it a go. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Reggie puts her hands on her hips and gets all sassy, telling him, If you must know, Beth and I are doing a project on the life cycle of a robin. Okay. They're born, they eat, they die. Yeah, that sounds like a lame-ass project. Do they have to be about animals? All the projects and like all their ideas are all based around animals. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. That's the rules. As a judge at this fake science fair, yes. <laughs> Reggie starts to pick up a paper mache robin that she made, and when she does, a pile of worms falls out of its mouth onto her, and she screams. Yeah, what the fuck? She drops the bird, which cracks in half, screaming, Worms! <laughs> which, you know. I would it's probably. A, it's a little yeah, funny. That's what I would do. Yeah, it was worms. She's right. There's also some dirt in there, but whatever. Yeah, you're right. Todd and Danny laugh, and Todd jokes it must have been something it ate. Reggie tells Todd, I hate you, I hate you, and runs upstairs <laughs> telling him that he'll be sorry. It's telling him that she's going to summon the Goblin King. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that episode would be so much better. <laughs> Dude, the potential. <laughs> David Bowie was in it? <laughs> yeah. Just like, Todd, why are you fucking killing all these worms? He could be the fucking giant worm. Spoilers. <laughs> worm King. If only. Todd has the most punchable face in the world as he snarks, Ooh, I'm so scared. He does have a punchable face. He does. Reggie reaches for the railing for the stairs, and there is inexplicably like four worms just chilling on the railing. She screams, ew, and finally leaves while the two assholes high-five. He just, like, home alone trapped his basement with worms only? <laughs> is she going to step yes. on a worm nail next? What's going it's on? It's literally the one trick he has. Oh, just put God. worms places, man. It'll all work out. <laughs> the camera closes in on some of the worms in the worm farm, and they're kind of, like, standing up. Yeah, I don't know weird. how else to describe it. They're, like, impaled through pikes, and then they push them through the dirt, and then they, like, rotate them around a bit. I mean, they're not real, but... Yeah. They're fake worms that are supposed to be real, and they're, like, looking around. I don't know. <sighs> yes, ominously. The camera moves into, like, a first-person worm vision angle, and it looks at the two boys, and then sinks back into the dirt. It's really dumb, and it lasts a really long time for what it is. Yeah, that's kind of a lot of this episode. God, you're right. The next day at school, Todd and Reggie are talking about how sick that prank was and Still. how awesome it is to hear people scream. 
Then they compare lunches. Danny has a boring old sandwich, and Todd has leftover spaghetti. They agree to trade lunches. The boys sit down at a lunch table, and Todd launches into his plan for the worms. He's come up with a racetrack for the worms, and plans on forcing them over different surfaces for his amusement. (laughs) Sandpaper, like tacks or something, I don't remember what else he says. Yeah, electrified floor. (laughs) Lava. Yeah, like coals. (laughs) He's got, like, trapdoors that (laughs) open up onto spikes. Oh, what a psychopath. (laughs) The camera closes in on Danny as he's about to eat his sweet spaghetti leftovers. And we see that there's a worm wiggling around on his fork. What the fuck? He does that TV thing people do where they stop just before they're about to eat something gross. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he's going to put it back down. But then he pops that in his mouth and he instantly spits it out. Yeah. He looks in the bowl. And there is so many worms, Cortland. There is no way he could have missed them. Yeah. Like, here's the first rule about eating. You got to look and see what you're going to be eating before you eat it so you don't accidentally eat worms. Yeah. Seriously. What's with goosebumps and eating worms, though? You're right. This is, I mean, this is at least the second time someone's eaten a worm on this show, right? The fuck? The fuck, Arl Stein? <laughs> He's got a thing for kids eating worms. I don't know. He's like, more whatever. Worms. Maybe that's... He demanded this episode to be made into an episode. So. <laughs> that, that's why. He's like, I hate the book, but I like the part where they eat worms. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I hated about the book. Not enough worm-eating scenes. For a book called Go Eat Worms, I was going to assume that this kid would be like... Wanting to become one with the worms and then like have them in his body <laughs> or something. Just you know? be like a worm buffet. Yeah. He's got a lot of them. He could eat a couple. But no. Danny stands up and yells, Is this supposed to be funny? He claims that this must be the reason Todd wanted to trade food. Mm. And Danny is so mad that he declares that they are no longer friends and walks out of the cafeteria. Damn. We're like three minutes in and he's already friendless. Yeah. I mean, that's longer than he should have had friends. Exactly. Yes. Todd takes a look at the spaghetti and he has a little epiphany. It was Reggie who did this. Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> she did say something about, like, getting him when she stormed up the stairs, so. We cut to Todd's bedroom, and his mom knocks on the door and walks in. She looks around and is shocked as the camera pans around the room. It's all worms. Worm posters, worm dioramas, worm paintings, sketches, action figures, stuffed animals, statues... It looks like a serial killer's hidden lair. It does. It does. And, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. There's, like, he's got, like, worms draped over his curtains and... <sighs> this kid. Nobody what a thing likes to be obsessed about. There's enough interest in worms for there to be a magazine. In this world, sure. But yeah. in our world, there's not. No. no hell no. <laughs> Mom sees all this stuff and says, My God. It's gotten you're giving her too much emotion right there, and you didn't give her that much. Okay, you know what, Cortland? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. I love this mom. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's so boring. I love her. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, fine. <laughs> Someone grabs mom from behind and startles her. She lets out a little scream, and Todd says, I'm sorry, mom. I thought yous was Reggie. Which? <laughs> <laughs> How? I thought you and your business casual dress was Reggie. 
She's like a foot taller than him. <laughs> she's in professional clothing and she's like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> she also oh is, my like God. Reggie has like long golden hair and she has like a tight brunette bun or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's like as different as you can be. <laughs> she's the exact opposite of Reggie without being like a boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't I think he's just stupid. He might be just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Mom asks, you guys still at war? And Todd responds, she tried to poison me. Mom's like, bullshit. If worms were deadly, you'd be long gone by now. Good point, Mom. She scolds him for what he did to her Robin project and says he's going to have to fix it. Todd says, you've already put me on trial and found me guilty. You wouldn't let a judge treat a client like that, would you? And mom snaps back with, if you were my client, I'd tell you to plead insanity. What a weird way to tell us that the mother's like a lawyer or something, because that has no relevance to yes, the story. I thought that was all. weird as well. Like, they make it very clear yeah. that she's an attorney. And it's like, all right, so at the end, she's going to have to, like, be in worm court or something. Yeah, but... that's what I thought. I thought this was going to be like a tale of, uh, tale of the wisdom glass kind of situation. Yeah. The worms were going to be like, you tortured us, and Mom's going to have to get him off the hook, but, uh... Nope, not even a little yeah. bit. Did, it, did you notice the masks that he has in his room that aren't worm-related? Yeah, so, like, the few non-worm-related things he has in his room are a, like, weird wizard poster on his door, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some kind of, like, zombie masks on his wall. Yeah, they're really weird. Mom continues, crazy about worms... You need some other hobbies. There's a whole world of disgusting things out there waiting to be discovered. Hey, she gives. Hey. <laughs> That's what was that? Uh, I was just reciting a, a poem from my very favorite episode of Goosebumps, My Harriest Adventure. Oh, good lord. This mom's nowhere near that bad. Now that I think about it, she's not bad. She's no, a, she's great. She's an I odd love her. actress, but she's she, very dry. I think she she talks with like a really kind of forced cadence which yeah. reminds me of i don't know if you've seen it recently but i have uh shelly long in the brady bunch movies no she I has haven't. like a weird way of talking yeah um so yeah she's like if you were my client i'd tell you to plead insanity i kind of love all right yeah i like that um i was I had something to say i don't remember what it was so let's just keep going hopefully all we're right. almost done with this episode we're like halfway through my notes <laughs> Mom gives him a tender kiss on the forehead and tells him, fix the bird, or no science fair. Todd is like, what? No way. (laughs) And like the bad bitch that she is, Mom just stops and says, try me. The prosecution rests. (laughs) She walks out. Okay. I love her. Definitely. Definitely some sort of lawyer. Yeah. They want you to know that for some reason. Yeah. Well, spoilers, I don't know. Todd doesn't... Or, what do I call him Todd for? Uh, oh, his name is Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. Oh, right, right. Yeah, spoilers, Todd doesn't have a dad, so... No? Not no. featured in the episode. That's as equally unimportant to the story as the mom being a lawyer. Yep. Irrelevant. Todd goes to sleep, and we fade away to footage of worms just wiggling around again. <sighs> now we see that they're in the air vents... And Todd is laying face down on his bed. And when he rolls over, there's worms and dirt under his cheek. 
Yeah. Somehow. Then he rolls his face back into the worms. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite parts. Is he just like, <sighs> and then he rolls his face and presses it into the worms. Yeah. As, <laughs> That's as hard the as thing. He possibly can. Is it's not just like on the worms. He's like pushing it all up in them worms. <laughs> he finally wakes up and gasps. Then he removes his blanket and there's a smattering of worms on his legs and feet too. He gives out a scream and mom is running down the hallway before he even takes a breath. Mm-hmm. Like she is She's ready. right there. Mom asks what's going on. And he blames it on Reggie again, saying she snuck into his room and dripped worms everywhere. <laughs> Mom is like, fucking you. Todd says, don't tell me, tell Reggie. She informs Todd that Reggie isn't even in the house. She's <gasps> at Beth's house. Oh, she's at Beth's house. Um, We'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Mom says that this whole worm bullshit has gotten out of control. He starts to protest, but she says, I'm not going to debate the virtues of worms with you right now. Okay, Mom. All right. Because she's a lawyer. Cortland, she would kick his ass. She would. (laughs) She really would. She starts to walk out, but Todd yells that he didn't do this. Mom is done and doesn't care, and she tells him to clean up his worms and go to bed. Todd scoops up the worms and puts them in a jar, and we see a close-up shot of them wiggling around and we're treated to what sounds like somebody stirring a bowl of macaroni, to the soundtrack of a cat scratching a violin for what feels like ten minutes, Cortland. Yeah, I've never seen worms, like, move that much, either. It's like it is they're in a so unpleasant. Then, mercifully, we cut to the next day at school. Todd sees Danny at his locker, and he begs him to come sleep over. Danny is like, nah. <laughs> Todd tries to sweeten the deal with pizza, but Danny goes, With worms? And walks away. So, Brandon. Yeah. Reggie got to sleep over at Beth's house on a school night? Yeah. What the hell is that? That's a good point. Um, It seems like her and Beth just work on this project all day every day. So, I guess mom was just like, all right, you're pulling an all-nighter. Uh, <laughs> you girls just, you know, do Screw your thing. the rules. I was never allowed to spend the night at somebody's house on a school night. Like Hell no. If I was allowed, I would have been at your house all the time. Exactly. Uh, If only one of our moms was a lawyer, you know, then I guess we could do whatever we wanted. That's how that goes, yeah. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here your good buddy and your science fair partner thank you so much for joining us today whether this is your first episode or you listen to it all we are so thankful you spending some time with us you can help support the show at patreon.com slash private island for as little as one dollar a month you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment i'm finished editing higher tiers get more rewards like bonus episodes stickers t-shirts and so much more I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice, Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Kristen, Geraldine, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, and Sarah, the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy, and the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. I know I haven't posted much due to being sick, but please give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We post for just about every single episode we cover, including handmade gifts and memes, so check it out and enjoy. 
You can join us every Wednesday night live on Instagram as we watch full-length episodes of the show. Brandon and I go live on Twitch on Saturdays after we record our podcast. If you'd like to check us out live, give us a follow at twitch.tv slash I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme dating, start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thank you so much for listening in, everyone. We seriously appreciate every single download. You are all amazing. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Todd tries to proclaim his innocence and put all of the blame on Reggie, but Danny isn't really biting, until Todd starts talking about how he's going to torture Reggie to get back at her. Then, Danny's in. Yeah, Danny kind of sucks too a little bit. Not as much, but definitely, definitely some suckage there. Mm -hmm. Todd tells his pal that he's going down to the lake to dig for fresh worms. Danny can't come because he has to shampoo the dog. Yeah, which takes, like, what, 30 minutes? Come on. At most, yeah. and Such a specific excuse. I thought maybe, okay, with that stupid excuse, I thought maybe that was going to be a setup for them, like, like a Christmas story, kind of, like, showing him the error of his ways and mistreating worms. It was all going to be, like, the kids, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That doesn't happen either. No, there's a lot of things that don't happen. The things that do. Oh, boy. (laughs) But Danny says after he's done shampooing the dog, he'll see about sleeping over. And with that, they're friends again. Yay, I guess. We move on now to a wooded walking path where Reggie and the elusive Beth are discussing their Robin project. Suddenly, they are spooked by Todd walking into frame in front of them, even though they would have (laughs) for sure seen him a long time ago. Yeah, the pathway that they're walking on, there's some trees a little bit, but not. it's all like fall weather, so there's no leaves on it, and this kid had nowhere to hide. No. Todd demands justice for the worm incident. Reggie tries to get it through his head that she wouldn't ever touch his nasty old worms, but Todd's an insane person, so he chases her, making more accusations about carefully placing worms to and fro. Yes. They argue about whose project is going to win the science fair for a bit. Then Reggie tells Todd that he has worms on the brain, and he walks off with Beth, both chanting that repeatedly. Harry Larry, brain That did, yes, that gave me Lily vibes. I miss Lily, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, she may be the worst. <laughs> the worst at acting that we've seen. Ever, yeah. So bad they had to ADR it. I love it. I don't know how you could get worse than that, honestly. Like, if you were trying to be that bad, I feel like you'd be better. Like, if you were on a show and you're like, okay, kids, give me your best, and you were just mumbling through your words, and you couldn't even be bothered to open up your mouth while you're talking, at what point aren't you just like, all right, Lily, this isn't working. Let's get a new girl, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, like, how many girls live in Canada? There's certainly got to be another one. (laughs) And, like, statistically, she has to be better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But whatever. What's done is done. Yeah, we can't talk about that episode. It'd be too much. (laughs) (laughs) Later at home, we see Todd packing a backpack full of tools meant to, like, I guess, dig up worms. In the foreground, we see those worms in the worm farm standing up again. Todd comes over and puts his hand on the soil to, like, what? 
tuck them into bed and wish them a good night? What is he doing? I feel like he was like, wait a second, did I see movement? Even though there's clearly live, like, animals in there? Are mm-hmm. they animals? I guess they would be, right? <laughs> yeah. They're not <laughs> never plants. called a worm an animal before. But anyway, and then he goes and he's like, no, everything's looking good. He doesn't want to see movement. He's like, what? Some worms have survived my experiments? <laughs> he doesn't need to go get new worms. He has a ton of worms right here. Way too many worms. Like, how many worms can you kill in a night? I don't even know. I don't know. Never went worm hunting before. Not much of a fisherman. I can't bait worms. I feel too bad. I feel too bad for poking them. It's not the best. I like fishing, but it's not my favorite part. Yeah, I'd rather put like a cube of cheese and I guess never get a fish or something. Mm, I'd bite. I, I, I know, right? Me too. <laughs> so I was gonna say. Todd walks away and the whole bed of soil rises and pulses like it's breathing. Meh. We cut to deep in the woods now. It's dark and Todd is out there alone looking for worms by flashlight. It starts raining and lightning cracks. Todd says to no one that that's great as it will bring the worms to the surface. He takes a couple of steps and pretty instantly falls into a sinkhole or something. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was quicksand for a minute. And then he just yeah, like, gets sucked through and <laughs> enters into a ominous cavern, I guess. I was like, oh, he, he falls into like an oubliette like in the labyrinth. And I was like, oh, sweet. David Bowie's on his way. Oh, man, there's so many chances where they could have made this <laughs> the labyrinth, but they didn't. No, they could have snuck David Bowie in anywhere. And I would have been like, oh, it's David Bowie. So he falls down into this underground cave, and he's hurt, but he's finally able to stand up and look around. The walls of the cave start to shake, and there's a loud sound that makes him cover his ears. The camera moves to what looks like a first-person view and zooms into Todd pretty quickly. But then it's nothing, and all the movement and noise stop, so he just walks off. (laughs) Like, what a fucking... just... ugh. They build that up, and then it's nothing. So boring. He continues moving through the green-lit cave, calling out for anyone who can hear him. Why would there be anybody down here? Yeah, seriously, dumbass. We cut to an angle close to the ground, and behind Todd we can see that those worms, like in his worm farm, are standing straight up out of the ground. He moves his flashlight around some more, until he finds letters carved into the cave walls. They say, Todd. We will make you squirm. And the U is the letter U. Like it's a Prince song. <laughs> we already know that the the worms are slightly sentient. So we he is going to assume that this is somebody who carved it like Reggie, I guess. But mm-hmm. we, we as the audience already know it's the worms. So the worms know English, right? Definitely. Okay. And they carved that with their faces? I don't know. I guess so, because... Like, spoilers again, there is a giant worm, and the giant worm wouldn't be able to carve that with his face, so... Oh, hell no. The worms just squiggled around enough to carve into solid stone, <laughs> right? It took it took millennia, Cortland. <laughs> yeah, the wetness of the worm eventually eroded <laughs> the stone wall. <laughs> the legend said that someday there would be an asshole named Todd. Yeah, the worm lore, like the worm bible. He's like the chosen one, but a shitty one. Yeah, he's like the Antichrist. Yes. Of worms. Of worms. Todd's reaction to seeing this, like, ominous message about himself is, like, mild curiosity? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But when he looks down at his feet and sees that the cave has suddenly filled with worms without his noticing, he starts to panic a little bit. Todd tries to chin up his way out of the worms with a giant root or vine above his head, but it breaks and he ends up flat on his back in the worm pile. Gross. Worms aren't really that gross. I don't I don't like touching worms, <laughs> to be honest. They're slimy. I just I guess that's gross. My problem is is that if I pretty much if I touch anything I don't like to touch, I like I'd have to wash my hands. And uh I'm not like a germaphobe or anything, but I don't know. I just don't like touching worms cuz then I got to go find a sink to wash my hands. And sometimes that's inconvenient. Yeah. Well, you you don't have to touch worms, so in a life where the week Blows by in the blink of an eye. The last thing I want to do is waste my time trying to find a faucet to clean my hands after touching a worm. Okay? it's a good point. Yeah. I don't have time. I'm with you. My life is precious to me, and I don't want to waste it touching worms and then washing my hands. <laughs> Todd gets up and runs down the corridor. Then he comes upon a giant worm. Yeah. And it's making screeching noises. Todd doesn't really seem phased by its existence, but when the worm grabs him... He yells out for someone to save him. He pulls out a stick that I guess he was been holding this whole time and stabs at the creature with it. It screams yes. and lets him go. It's the stick that he tried to chin up on. Yeah. He never let it go. It's pretty it's pretty savage when he stabs that giant ass worm. I was like, damn. Alright. Yeah, it's like, oh, Todd is deciding to hurt animals now. What a twist. <laughs> Todd notices a little bit of moonlight peeking through a crack in some rocks and climbs up and out of the cave. When he gets to the surface, he has a split second of relief before the giant worm rises from below. Yeah. He gets up and runs, but trips and falls like people do in horror things. The worm wraps itself around his legs and pulls him back. Just when it looks like he's about to get sucked back into the dirt and digested slowly over many weeks, we get a few very (laughs) quick frames... (laughs) <laughs> of what turned out to be Reggie's Robin model thing. Yeah, because Reggie and Reggie and Beth are there for some reason too. Yep, and this Robin's enough to send that worm packing. Yep, and that's where Pixar stole their idea for a bug's life. You're right. Do worms have eyes? I don't think they do. <sighs> I don't think they do either. I think they like sense vibrations and shit. When you think about it, worms are the perfect creature. (laughs) Reggie and Beth are standing there, very casually, and Reg asks if he's okay. Todd mentions the giant worm, but Reggie didn't see it somehow. Whatever. How? I don't know. There's a a lamppost behind them that somehow has electricity in this, like, abandoned forest swamp lake area <laughs> make Look, any fucking sense. someone flashed that robin to that True. worm and beth has it in her hands she's seen the worm but she's not talking well she asks what todd is babbling about it's bullshit this is whole bullshit and by the way like that's the last we see of that giant worm which is the only interesting thing in this episode yeah so at this point in the episode i was like oh okay we're definitely almost done because nothing's happened and then this happened and that's that's pretty much it right wrong we have like seven minutes left yeah so like at this point you could be like oh okay this is a story about a giant worm like it was leading up to something because that's like you know a threat Mm -hmm. but no the giant worm is such a footnote in this episode so dumb. Uh, Reggie tells Todd to stay away from her Robin, 
and then her and Beth continue their nighttime walk through the woods, chanting, Worms on the brain. Yeah, and then Beth turns around and she says, Don't touch my Robin. Right? <laughs> That's what happens, right? Yes. Oh, I love Beth. Any Beth, really. Beth is great. All Beths are pretty wonderful. As Todd walks away, we see the ground breathing again. But oh boy, that'll probably that come doesn't up. come back. <laughs> oh, oh. Damn. Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> Back at home, Todd is going through his worm farm and separating all the worms from the dirt. He puts the last worm in a bucket and yells out, This house is officially worm-free. Yeah, well, maybe. Upstairs, we see Todd's repainting Reggie's Robin while listening to some 90s hip-hop. Oh my god, I forgot about the hip-hop. I, w- like, I was like, oh, this is going to be a rendition of Goosebumps theme. And then there was lyrics, and I was like... Yeah, it's like a song. And I was trying to pick out enough lyrics to Google it and find out what song it was, but I couldn't. That's okay. It's for the best. (laughs) Mom takes a look around his room and notices all the worm shit is gone. She says that they're going to watch a video and Todd is in charge of popcorn. Nice. He says, sure, he'll be done soon. Mom leaves and Todd just stares into the distance. Like a yeah. psycho. Well, I like to think that he was, like, thinking about all the evil shit he's done, and he's, like, finally growing as a, a character and a human being. Right? Mm-mm-mm. Spoilers, no. <laughs> he <Nope>. was not. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, Tom and Danny are going fishing. They sit down on the dock as Danny says, You giving up worms is like me giving up double cheese nachos. Oh, fuck. I want some double cheese nachos. (laughs) So I like to imagine that Danny's room. (laughs) (laughs) Double cheese nacho posters. Oh, Double cheese nacho magazine. (laughs) (laughs) He's got double cheese nacho decor. (laughs) (laughs) Posters of the anatomy of a double cheese nacho. Yeah. That's, that would be awesome. Yeah, fuck. I, I wish we could see Danny's room. Uh, another, like, wasted opportunity. Uh, absolutely. Danny asks if he could just please have one worm for bait, which I think sounds reasonable. Sure. But because Todd isn't obsessed with worms anymore, no one can have worms. He dumps the <laughs> whole bucket in the water. Why does he dump them in the water? Shouldn't he just find a nice cozy spot in the dirt? No, he still needs to murder them. (laughs) Fucking what the hell? Good God, this kid. Todd suggests that they use minnows instead. Mm. Danny grabs a wriggly one and it manages to slip through his fingers and into the river. We get a first person fisheye lens of someone watching them from beneath the water. Oh, Jesus. Todd says, it doesn't matter, because stupid minnows don't feel a thing. Uh, Probably do, right? That's what he says about everything, Cortland. Oh, right, he's a psychopath. Nobody, and and he's the only thing that matters in the world. He's the only one with any sentient life, and nothing else feels pain, right? Mm -hmm. So, dissecting Uh, worms, minnows, people, it's all the same. Yeah. Danny asks what Todd is supposed to do for the science fair, but, like, I thought they were working on it together, weren't they? Yeah, I think. That's what I thought, like, Beth and Reggie are doing it, and Danny and Todd were doing the worm thing. That's funny that, like, Danny was like, what are we gonna do for the science fair? 
like it wasn't going to be worms. <laughs> it doesn't seem like this obsession started with the science fair. Like he was no. researching no. worms and was like, huh, they're pretty interesting. He had a whole fucking room decked yeah. out in worm shit. You don't just do that. So, like, Danny should have known it was going to be worms all along. Well, I think what happened is, is like, now that he's not obsessed with worms and or whatever, he has to figure out something new for the science fair. Mm-hmm. But it's well, so stupid. Todd says that he doesn't give a shit what the project is, as long as it isn't worms. Mm-hmm. Danny suggests that maybe they do something on fish. Oh, boy. Yeah. Todd says, when you think about it, <laughs> fish really are nature's perfect creatures. Tell me more. (laughs) Todd starts spouting the virtues of fish, but Danny asks incredulously, how are we supposed to do a project on fish, even though it was his idea? (laughs) Todd starts describing ways that they could torture and kill fish in the name of science, and even Danny points out how cruel it is to make them suffer. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to boil some water and put a fish in it and see what happens. And then I'm going to put a salt or a freshwater fish in salt water and see if, how long it takes for it to die. Yeah. Good Lord. Todd echoes the very first scene, saying that we have to be scientific about this. Fish can't feel a thing. Oh, my God. <sighs> so after all that, he learned nothing and he yeah. just went on Absolutely to a new obsession. Nothing. Danny gets a bite on his line and he excitedly reels it in. But the fish gets away. Taking his bait with it. What bait? Well, he dropped the minnow. I don't know, man. Put cheese on there or something. Mm, I would, yeah. <laughs> Todd grabs a sandwich, which very obviously has fishing line sticking out of it from a brown yeah. paper bag and says, I'm going to have a bite of your sandwich, okay? <laughs> okay. To any response, my sandwich? I thought that was your sandwich. I thought this was your sandwich. <laughs> and Todd doesn't care whose sandwich it is because he's taking a bite. Yeah, he wants that sandwich, regardless of whose it is. (laughs) Suddenly, he's pulled with great force into the water. Yeah. Danny calls out for him, but then he just stands there. (laughs) (laughs) He does nothing. Does absolutely nothing. Oh my god. We hear Todd, underwater, talking somehow. Yep. Saying, it was just a joke, guys. I'll never go fishing again. You guys seem like nice fish. Please let me go. Thanks. What? You're going to make me swim back? So he's that's fine. The, that's the he end of the episode. I My favorite part is that he gets sucked into the water, right? And then like we cut over to Danny, who like smiles. Yes, he does. <laughs> like his friend isn't servicing, and he just smiles. <laughs> he's not only not concerned, <laughs> he's, you know, a little bit... Amused by this. Yeah. But, wow, that's that's it, huh? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, That sucked. (laughs) I mean, the episode would have just been better if he got sucked into the water and then it, like, freeze-framed on Danny, like, Todd! Bum, 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 bum. Would have been great. Yeah. It would have been like, hey, don't fuck with animals. Yeah, I mean, really good message overall in the episode, I mm-hmm. think, but um, it's just really boring. There's a lot, a lot of scenes. Like, as you can tell, this episode's probably only going to be like an hour long tops. Um, there's just not, there's not a lot that happens. There's a lot of scenes with no talking where it's just like violin screeching. 
and that's yeah. it. A lot of scenes of worms just looking around. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, observant creatures, apparently. I didn't know. And like I said, like the antagonist of the episode, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be like the worms or the giant worms, but it's Todd. Yeah, he's he's really the main, he's, he's the shittiest main character so far. I mean, even Skipper was like, not that bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he sucks. Uh, this episode sucked. Yeah, pretty garbage. We're due for a good episode, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, Headless Ghost was pretty great. I was thinking about yesterday, and I was like, that was actually a pretty, pretty good episode. It had a lot of really good, like, music in it. Fucking, our baby boy was back, and he was better than ever. <laughs> um, and then, uh, well, and then this episode. Yeah. So, we got a little bit of a bump with last episode. But, uh, I mean... But I need more, Brandon. I need more. So, the moral of this episode is pretty clear. Yeah. Like we've already said. Right. Leave animals alone. Don't murder things. Subscribe to Worm World or whatever that magazine was. Is what the real moral was. I would, I would flip through that. Like, I wouldn't subscribe or buy no. it. But if I saw it on a rack, I would open it up and be like, oh, so this what exists. This? Yeah, why is there so many pages? There should be just a cover and that's it. <laughs> Should be a pamphlet. <laughs> One side. All right, Cortland. Go eat worms. Not a lot of worm eating going on in this episode. No, or it anything have a else. Bit, though. Um, what would be a better name for this episode? The science fair of doom. <laughs> um, the There's worm the fair, antichrist. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How to become a serial killer? Yeah, I mean, this gets you halfway there. Mm-hmm. If he was wetting the bed, like, man, this is an origin story. All he does, yeah, right? <laughs> Go Eat Worms isn't alright, like, it's an okay name, right? Yeah, I, I guess. It's not good, but like... But like, nothing in this is. Yeah, exa- it's very on brand, because this was a stinker. Oh, well, I think that's it for talking about this trash episode no it's not we gotta i want to meet the characters oh damn it i always forget that now that's okay (laughs) okay so Cortland, this episode does not have a lot of characters no it doesn't but we almost we almost skipped them we'll start with the most important one first uh christiane mckenzie played (laughs) beth Uh, (laughs) christiane has Two credits. She was in this episode of Goosebumps, and three years later, she was in an episode of Twice in a Lifetime, where she played Carly. So, Carly and Beth. Carly Beth. (gasps) Whoa. Okay. All right. Next, we have Todd, I guess, Mm -hmm. who is played by Noah Shabib. Are you sure? Because this IMDb page calls him 4T. <laughs> okay, I was going to get to that. Okay. Right, His name is Noah Shabib, but okay. nowadays he goes by 4T. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Why, homie, homie is like a, a, a pretty prominent hip-hop producer. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he produced all of Drake's albums, and he's won... Wow. You know, Grammys. Amazing. Okay. So, this dude did some shit. Um, Get it, 4T. 
<laughs> Four T. As far as acting credits, yeah. um, he started in 1994 playing Andrew Winfield in The Mighty Jungle, which is not Cortland. The same thing as Jungle to Jungle starring no, Tim Allen. Not. No, I was I had to click on it and you're right. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Um he was also in ten episodes of Wind at My Back. Okay. And a two thousand two movie called Perfect Pie. Mm, sounds delicious. So, you know, that's a few things. Yeah, right. It's more than we have, I guess. Reggie was played by Kristen Fairley. And looking at her IMDB, it seems like a lot of her credits are doing the voice of Little Bear in various Little Bear incarnations. Okay, all right. And I'm trying to picture it in my head, because I remember Little Bear, and he didn't sound like her. No. Little Bear lasted until 2003. What? I guess, I don't know. She also plays in Total Drama Rama as Bridget. (laughs) Yeah. And Total Drama presents the redonkulous race as Carrie. So a lot of her things are voice acting. Yeah, she plays Bridget in all those. I've seen a little bit of Total Drama Island or whatever, Total Drama Drama Rama. Um, It's like a Cartoon Network thing. Okay. Well, good for her. I don't remember what her voice sounds like, but... That's whatever. So Todd's mom... The great Todd's mom is played by Caroline Yeager. Caroline was in an episode of Cagney and Lacey. Not just an episode, but the pilot. Oh, okay, cool. She was also in Rin Tin Tin, Canine Cop. Nice. She was in Matrix, but not The Matrix. A 1993 TV series where she played a reporter. Okay, all right. <laughs> and she was also in an episode of Forever Night. Of course, okay. Her last credit was in 1997, but as far as I can tell, she's still alive, so... So what are you doing, Miss Caroline Yeager? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You were great. Maybe you want to be on a podcast, perhaps? Oh, I would love that. And lastly... We have Danny, who was played by Andre Otley Laurent. And he's got four credits. Uh, Mostly, he was the voice of Tim in the Magic School Bus for 39 episodes. Cool. Is Tim one of the main characters? Yeah. Okay. He's Tim. Oh, it's Tim. Okay. And then after that, which ended in 1997, his next credit is in 2006. Okay. He played Stupid Man... (laughs) In Dillinger's Diablos. <laughs> this is credit as stupid, man. Yeah, I guess you're just stupid, man. Oh my god, he was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. And that's our cast. Alright, nice. Done. Oh, that's it for that episode, Cortland. I'm Thank I'm glad to move on. So Same. Let's move on. Uh, Next week... We are going to be watching You Can't Scare Me. Let's look at that cover. All right. You Can't Scare Me. I think this one's a pretty classic one. Oh, this is the Mud Men one? Yeah. It's not a very evocative name. No, I remember seeing the cover when I was growing up, but uh, I I guess apparently I never read the the title of it. I I thought I figured it was going to be like Mud Men from 
you know. Yeah, Attack of the Mud Men or something, but. Yeah, that's a really weird uh, picture for such a boring title name. Yeah, not a great title. Uh, well, let's take a, a little closer look at this one. Uh, sorry for the mouse click in there. Let's see. So this title, uh, like the, the cover is kind of cool. Mud Men or, you know, whatever. Remind me of Castlevania for some reason, but uh, it's a scene that's in a, it's a very orange looking scene, a lot of oranges and browns. It's in like a swamp. There's like a dead tree kind of thing in the background. And then you got like three mud men that are coming up out of the mud in various stages of coming out of the mud, if that makes sense. It does um, to me. Well, you're probably looking at it too, right? I am. <laughs> <laughs> the The one that is most out of the mud is like kind of reaching and going Whoa, like a zombie a little bit. And um, the tagline, they're coming for you. Scared yet? Going to say not really, but uh, it's because I'm looking at a book cover. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to expect aside from like mud men that come out of the mud. Um, I guess there's probably going to be some nice scenery that we get to look at in this episode, I would hope. I feel like swamps, yeah. Swamps are sweet. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be like a, a group of kids that are, you know, well, you can't scare me, and then they just kind of escalate their pranks until there's mud men for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, ex- I I expect it to look like the putties from Power Rangers, though. Maybe. And I hope maybe, they go. Maybe Ooh! you're not far off. Uh, yeah, it's got to be better than this episode, though, right? Well. It has a 7.8 on IMDb, so... Okay, and the last episode had like a 5.4, right? 5.5. 5.5, okay. Um, yeah, so I guess it'll be better than the last couple episodes, hopefully. I don't know. I have low expectations after coming from, you know, Go Eat Worms, so I'll probably be impressed by anything that they throw at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a better episode. Okay. That's all I ask for. It's all I'll say for now. For the best. This isn't a two-parter, though, right? Please tell me it's not. I don't believe so. Oh, thank Christ. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's next week. Okay. That's Dude, it for now. Episode, I gotta say, Brandon, this is probably gonna be our shortest episode. <laughs> yeah, once you get cut down all our bullshit, it's gonna be like 45 minutes. I'm gonna have to keep the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. It's right. not a lot that happens, so whatever. No. All right. Let's be let's be done with the shit. Okay. I have been up all night. I'll see you next week for You Can't Scare Me. Alright. Bye everybody. Bye. It's gotten more.